breathing, eating. You're just so loud. Are you going to start? <laughs> I was waiting to see how long it would take you to say something. Consider something said. I know. You lost the game. I love the idea that a podcast <laughs> can be a game of <laughs> who spends the longest not talking. I would win. Plus, you're going to cut it out. Let's find out. You know you will. I don't know anything. You can't handle it. I just live here. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> Hi, people. This is chapter 31. We're co-writing a romance novel. Andrew's writing the girl part. I'm writing the boy part. We cold read each other's chapters. Each time we do this, we say each week, but it's not quite like that. Um... We're on chapter 31. It's 1690. We're in the middle of a war. I'm a lot more succinct at this than Andrew. You can find us on Twitter, RomunderPod, or on Instagram at Romantic Underpinnings, or email us at hello at RomanticUnderpinnings.com. That's Andrew. I'm Ashton. Let's go. So you're so succinct that although listeners could potentially have inferred it from the socials you gave out, you did not actually mention the title of the podcast that we are currently in the process of recording. Romantic underpinnings. You damn skippy. Um, all right. I take it that I'm not supposed to do my normal. You can, but you you're always like, let's be short, and I'm always like, okay. And so that took me less than a minute, including our lame intro, and we're out of beer. (laughs) 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 It's true. We are. Yes, but that will not stop me from starting to read chapter 31, written from the perspective of our hero, Anthony. (laughs) Let's explore language, romance, and resilience. And welcome to Romantic Underpinnings. That is all I'm going to say. And what are they doing and where are they and what else is going on? You know you want to. No, they're on the continent of Europe. (laughs) I'm only teasing you. They're enmeshed in international interest. I know, but I was saying, I was basically making the point that you wouldn't be able to not expostulate Uh after giving the teeniest amount of prodding. But you deceived me (laughs) into expostulation. (laughs) Exactly. I am going to commence reading. (laughs) The first sentence of this chapter reads... Is goal 1600... Yes, we're actually 1690, not No, no, that's just the word goal I was trying to hit. I forgot Did to you delete hit it? it. Yeah. Oh, damn. Of course. Good. But I forgot to delete it. Okay. And just now when I shared you the Google Doc, I was like, whoops. And then I was like, eh, <clears throat> he's not going to notice it's there or say anything rude about it. Begin chapter. <laughs> goal 1600. You're such an ass. Anthony sat on the bed. The events of the last few days swirling around in his brain. The confusion about his current situation ran like a broken wheel through his mind, but it simply kept coming back to Agatha. What a woman. They had decided to find separate beds so as not to feed the crew more gossip. He ran a hand through his now dirty hair, wishing that wishing he thought that it would be a good idea to go back to the bathhouse. He knew it wasn't. He wasn't keen on seeing Trotter, even accidentally, unless it was to give up his secrets so that they could have so that they had something to take to the king. Actually, he reconsidered this idea. 
They knew that Trotter frequented the bathhouse, and they knew he'd likely be there alone, or at least with fewer people around than at some fancy party at the palace. It's a party at the palace. What is that? Put my hands up, they're playing my song. No. Is that? And then, this doesn't say palace anywhere in that song. No, no, but a party in the blank. That's all I needed. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. And then the George Friedrich Handel song came on. And then the George Friedrich Handel song came on. Anyway. There is a part in this where I really wanted to use a anachronism. And I was like, when did this happen? So when we get there, I'll have to point it out. But LOL to George Friedrich Handel. Yes. He's no Britney. I, I hope that's the right time period. He yeah, might have been a little bit you're later. Just, yeah, you're ruining it if it's not. Anyway, well, um, that'll be a special bonus episode of the podcast, my cover of Party in the USA, but set in 1690 France. Uh, and the, the uh, you know, this is the court of the Sun King. Pretty big deal. Um, huge. Anyway, big parties. Hmm. Anthony's mind drifted again. He thought that with all the chaos, he'd never fall asleep. But that hmm was the last semi-coherent thought before the sunlight was streaking in through the gauzy drapes that weren't really meant to block out the sun, but more to set a sultry ambiance. I love the phrase sultry ambiance. Well, you know what I mean. They're not oh, like yeah. fur. Oh, anywhere. absolutely. After he and Agatha had explained the plan to the rest of the men, the group had dissolved into general debauchery. He had decided they all needed a low-key night, and the men couldn't be counted on to pay attention in the body house until they had worn out their welcome at the house with alcohol and partners. He and Agatha had even shared a wee dram together, <laughs> putting their heads together in the corner of the common room. When they had been talking, he felt he'd felt like they were all alone. They'd spaced themselves off with their drinks, and the sounds had fallen away in a mist-like way around them. They hadn't even talked about anything important. They'd just sat in a rare moment of quiet with their crew safe and not causing trouble around them. He enjoyed the way he could make her mouth curve into a smile, and the merriment he could see dancing in her eyes every time she found something particularly funny. When the hour had turned two... Agatha had decided to go find a welcoming bed, and he went to do the same, but had trouble locating one that wasn't in use. When he finally found one, it was close to 3 a.m., and he was still wide awake. Now, he quieted himself and strained to hear the sounds in the house. There were hardly any noises, which clued him in that it must be quite early. He knew the residents of this house most likely wouldn't rouse themselves until close to noon, he adjusted himself on the comforter to move away from the glare of the sunlight. He thought he might fall back asleep, but after a half hour, he decided it was time to get up. He clambered out of bed and went to go find some breakfast. As he left the house, he took a right out the door at random, searching for pastries. That's what we did in France. <laughs> I know. I mean, isn't that what one does in France? Yeah. You're, you're, There's nothing else to do. That's a big, long pastry hunt. Kind of. Um, oh, the thing I was going to say, I think we passed it, but, you know, Agatha's 
re-entering his mind over and over again. And I want to be like, like a broken record. And so for a short time, I said, like a broken gramophone, which doesn't quite oh. work <laughs> exactly the same way. And also wasn't invented until 1877. Uh-huh. And I was like, God damn it. That would have been amazing. But it didn't go. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what kind of, I mean, like a broken violin string. It really isn't the same yeah. type of idea so i couldn't no make it happen no you couldn't be like you spin me right round baby right round like a piece of sheet music right Right, round, baby (laughs) (laughs) exactly i was like a gramophone would have only been funny in the context of people reading it today and being Mm -hmm. like oh she wanted to say Mm -hmm. broken record but that hadn't been invented but even a gramophone hadn't been invented so Uh uh-oh there's nothing, you know, what's that that device called that they found on a shipwreck in ancient Greece? You know the one. I mean, there's lots of devices that have been found on shipwrecks. No, I'm th- there, this is like some, like a huge, incredibly complicated system of gears and stuff used for like astronomical calculations, oh, they yeah, think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's called like the something device. It's like an, oh, I was thinking of an astrolobe. Um... I know vaguely what you're speaking of. Okay, I'm going to, like, roll my whole chair away and look this uh, up. Of course you are. You spin my head right around, right around like a record Well, You're going to have to cut this out. No one needs to listen to me singing. Everyone does. No. No one needs to listen to you typing either. Hmm. All right. I'm going to mispronounce it, but it's the Antikythera mechanism, a handheld or a hand operated orrery, O-R-R-E-R-Y. Anyway, I feel like you could spin around or the thoughts could spin around or return again like a broken Antikythera mechanism. Now, the trouble there, as you've no doubt pointed out to yourself is that I don't think they'd actually found the shipwreck and dredged up this mechanism until the 20th century. So I don't is think... Is that the trouble, or is the trouble that this is so boring? Well, no, because I don't think 17th century people would have even known about the mechanism. Absolutely right, but that's not the trouble with this riff we're it's the only trouble. Oh. Anyway, you spin me right round, baby, right round, like a broken Antikythera mechanism, right round, baby... Uh. Back to the part I'm not cutting out. Um, <laughs> he didn't have to go far and stumbled into a pastory. Patisserie? How do you say it? <laughs> Patisserie. Patisserie. <laughs> Whatever. You knew what I meant. Okay. You know spelling's not my strong suit. Blah, blah. Yeah, no, this is where you go. You purchase and eat pastors. Um, you know what? What? They don't have any pastors. True. They They're only Catholic. Have, yes. Well, that's why they eat them. Exactly. It's the best use you can put Cannibalism. to a Protestant in, is, in France. Uh, um, sac- uh, blood sacrifice. And stumbled into a patisserie that was less than two blocks from the house. As he entered the sunlit cafe, it took a second for his eyes to adjust. When his eyes did adjust, he could make out Agatha seated at one of the dainty tables near the back wall. His smile came without him asking it to. He saw the answering smile on her face. He strode to the counter, ordered his breakfast, and then sat at the table after Agatha gestured him to. Morning, 
Her smile was a wonderful reflection of the sunshine outside. Anthony felt his body settle into the seat. He could have... Oh, sorry. I skipped the line. He could get used to this. They enjoyed an easy camaraderie that Anthony didn't have with most people. He and Henry had an ease to their relationship, but it had been hard won after many life-and-death experiences. He and Agatha had got on from the first, and the speed at which that had happened sometimes scared Anthony. If she could show up this easily in his life, she could disappear. Just as suddenly. Mm. Morning. Did you manage any sleep? He asked out of the side of his mouth as he shoved a croissant into it at the same time. She nodded lightly at him. She didn't speak, so he plunged ahead. Say, I had an idea about Trotter, he stated. She still waited on him. He liked this about her, that she was able to listen while he shared his ideas with her. He hoped that she also felt like she could share her ideas with him. He made a mental note to ensure that he did a good job listening to her talk. I had a similar problem with mental note. I was like, do they have notes? And Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they hadn't. I mean, I think like the phrase probably hadn't right, occurred, right. but all the sort of like the fact that like there was no reason bicycles hadn't been invented at that time either. Like they could have made bicycles. They just hadn't gotten around to it. So the phrase mental note is exactly the same. Anyway, what do you say we got back to the bathhouse? He asked. Go back. Oh, oh, I, I thought it worked like, oh. with the typo. Like I didn't even like, hey, let's get let's get back to the bathhouse. What if we got back to the bathhouse? OK, anyway, Re- returned its email. Um, <laughs> She tilted her head to one side, considering his idea. Mm-hmm. Well, she said slowly, we know he goes there alone and that he'll be relatively vulnerable. He nodded, egging her on to continue. Do you think he'd be stupid enough to go back there alone? She asked him. He nodded. Anthony had pondered this at length. He thought that Trotter would, indeed, go back to his bathhouse. He was quite arrogant, and Trotter had no real idea why Anthony was in Paris anyway. All they had to do was kidnap Trotter back and threaten his livelihood. He very much doubted that Trotter would put up much of a fight against the crew, and Anthony also doubted he had much of a loyal posse given the fact that he was in enemy territory and obnoxious. Agatha nodded and smiled again. And worst case scenario, you get another bath. She almost winked at him. He'd confessed his love of cleanliness to her, as if she hadn't already figured it out after his foray to the bathhouse two days ago. And a lot has happened in two days. <laughs> I think it's only been two. I think no, I was guessing. It's, it's I was like, true. Uh, yeah, it was like a day and a half, basically. Um, my goodness, they're, they stay busy, these, these characters of ours. You or one of the men would have to go in alone, she said. I don't like that. Anthony looked at her glumly. He nodded. I agree. It's not a great place for a snatch and grab. He shrugged. But it might be our best choice. We don't know where else to find him, except for the palace. And it would be much harder to sneak in there after the stunt we pulled. Unless you have a better idea? He asked her. Even he had to acknowledge that she often had better ideas than he did. 
There was a long pause. He waited her out, hoping she'd either like his idea or have a better one. No, I think this will work, she said finally. Unless he doesn't show. He agreed with her. Hey, she did have a fairly reasonable idea in the last chapter. Yeah, but this is part of it. Not it really. <laughs> what do you mean? They were going to act inept and go get go get Trotter and whatever. Well, yeah, but I think a lot of that was to um like discredit like possibly kidnap him, but mostly like to discredit him in the eyes of the king and I mean, make him can still bargain with them to go away. Okay. I just liked my my slash Agatha's idea. <laughs> well, to be fair, I like sort of punted on it because I wasn't quite sure how to execute your idea. That's because I'm not sure either because it's Agatha who's the real brainiac here. Yeah. So I just thought like, okay, fine, but they can still either come upon yeah. him and it can also not work. This is his mm. idea. I mean, I feel like they're both trying to come up with stuff. And I feel like parts of the Agatha idea can go with this idea. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. All right. It could be fun. We could have all sorts of things going on. Wheels within wheels, just like the Antikythera device. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is like to get several of the members interviewed because they don't know. Trotter doesn't know anyone else mm-hmm. or like what they look like. So if they get several, you know, like little nuggets of teeny pieces of information and then show up at the palace and make him look like an idiot. Like, they can still do all of that. Ooh. I'm ready. I'm totally ready. I just feel like Agatha would put up a fight. That's fair. Um, But they all work together. We can send a rotating cast of the crew each day. It's not as if they couldn't all use a good cleaning. <laughs> if it goes on a week, we can come up with plan B, he said. Do you think we can find someone to draw an ag- accurate portrait? Agatha nodded. I am sure one of the women at the body house either has a fair hand or knows someone who does, she said. Oh my goodness. They probably, I mean, yes, the women themselves might be great artists, but they definitely know a lot of artists. I know. I also was pretty if, <laughs> impressed with myself for that because I thought I thought that scene would be quite fun. Yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've seen enough French art to know where they get the models from. Um, I'll ask around when we get back. They had both finished their breakfasts after this lengthy discussion, but Anthony was loath to go back to the house to be around the rest of the crew. So they sat a moment longer in companionable silence. Anthony could tell that Agatha felt the same. He wasn't quite sure how he knew this, but he did. He hesitated a moment longer. If this woman decided to flee his life, he wasn't sure what he would do about it. He shoved the rising panic down, but he shifted in his seat. He caught, She caught the movement. We should go, she said, stating it clearly. He grimaced at her, but nodded. They both stood, flaky pastry crumbs falling to the ground. That has a ring of authenticity to it, for sure. Well, you know. You know what they just had? Mm. Dejeuner. I just like that word. I don't know what it means. Un petit dejeuner. Breakfast. Oh. Um, Anthony started to hold his hand. Anthony started to hold his hand out to Hagatha. Did I miss that? No, no. Oh. I, I was just spoonerizing during my cold read. 
Anthony started to hold his hand out to Agatha, but he dropped it before it reached her. They needed to finish this mission as soon as possible so that the two of them could explore what was between them without the mission and the crew hanging over their heads. She looked down at her hand... Jesus Christ. She looked down at his hand, made a decision to herself, and reached for it. He grinned at her. They walked to the entrance, hands linked. As they strolled arm in arm back to the brothel, Anthony got a small glimpse into what their future could be. It was nice strolling down the street, linked with Agatha, taking in the city. They didn't have long enough before they were back at the house. He pulled on his captain's persona and walked through the house, gathering up his crew along the way. They were all in different states of disarray, but it was time to go to work, and so he decided not to care how his men looked and made them get ready for the day ahead. He also decided it was time they move into a more respectable inn. He couldn't let these idiots continue jeopardizing this mission with booze and women. He needed them in good shape and ready for action and decisiveness. Once he gathered them again in the common room, he gave a heartening speech and prepared them to depart. He could feel the cohesive shift amongst them. Agatha stood behind his right shoulder. He could feel her silent encouragement as she lent him her strength. They were going to complete this mission, make it back home, and see what their relationship had in store. On the right side of the law. There you go. End of chapter. End of chapter. I like sending these morons one by <laughs> one into the bathhouse. Could be very fun. I well, and like you know, I I don't I still don't think it negates Agatha's mm-hmm. idea completely. Like they still need some sort of entree. Or well, yeah, no, I I think like a, yeah, it doesn't preclude like. A climactic caper-like right. no, scene at the palace, which is clearly what I was angling for in which the last can chapter. still happen. Because, yes, and it will... Yes. Uh, I mean, in this case, I, I also like the idea of them going in one by one and none of them running into him, but, like, running into various other people, mm-hmm. which would be very funny. No, there, there are... We've basically set up so many... Hijinks bowler pins. Mm-hmm. Bowler, bo- hijinks bowling pins. Bowler pins. Yes. And when we knock down those bowler pins, <laughs> then there will be a, an astounding clatter. And... Would you call us boiler makers? What? It's, it's like some sports team, the boiler makers. Well, yeah. It's the... I was like, as it for a tyke, and I still to this day have no idea what a boiler maker is. I know it's uh, Purdue. Is it? Yeah, the Purdue is the Boilermakers. Okay, fine, but what is it? I don't... <laughs> A, I don't know. <laughs> B, um, how, why did that come into your head? Because you said boiler pins. Boiler pins. Bo- but... Oh. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> I mean, not the... JK. I mean, boiler pins is just as wrong as boiler pins, but anyway. I thought you said boiler pin anyway. Oh. Anyway. I, I wanted to say bowling pins, but... It's a cocktail. Oh. It, it's got to be something else. Well, yeah, I mean, then... If oh, it it's were... a beer cocktail. Oh. Ew. Well, yeah, but if that were what the sports team were named after, it would be the Boilermaker Makers. Right. 
Oh, it's a trades pe. Oh, it's literally a tradesperson who makes boilers. LOL. Yeah, but what do the boilers do? And how do you make them? What a boiler, like a like a like a structures for boil. Mm. They also make structures for ships and stuff. A boiler is like a water boiler, like a yeah. No, it like powers like steamships and stuff. Or whatever. Yeah. Which I'm guessing it came from like the world of steam power. Yeah. Um. I just like don't really know like when a boiler maker like you know takes their lunch pail to the office. Yeah, they and wield the time steel clock. to construct these things because okay. they're made from metal. Okay, so it's like a type. It's like a specific metal specialization worker. in metal work. Yes, that's trade, what I want. It's to a know. trades person who cuts, shapes, assembles, and wields steel. Wow. Mm-hmm. They yeah. also test the boiler, the completed boilers, and perform routine maintenance. That sounds scary. That does sound fucking terrifying. If you're not careful, awesome. like you know, obviously it's very scary to put oneself out there in a public podcast that anyone <gasps> in the world could access in perpetuity. So really, we're far braver than someone mm. in the 19th century, like testing a high pressure boiler. You can boiler still be a boilermaker. No, no, I'm braver oh. than that. Though. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, no, it's it's still more brave to be a podcaster than a boilermaker. Oh, definitely. So um, I'm happy continuing this podcast, especially with all the fun that awaits us in the next mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the waning chapters, by which I mean they're toward the end. Obviously, the action is only rising and increasing in intensity and uh, spectacle. Mm-hmm. And... I think that's it until next week. I think so. Well, bye, everyone. I hope you're excited to hear the next chapter as I am, even though I'm going to write it. I still get to hear Ashton read it, which is a pleasure for all of us. I think all of us listening or talking can agree right now. Sure. And we'll see you later. Languidly yours.